do they still have manvinder bisla playing for them <laughs> because that is the only way uh, you know kkr of a decade below back is going to come back tv empire to director we have a player review can we rock and roll please Hello and welcome to the Bits and Pieces podcast, the friendliest cricket podcast in the universe. There is one other podcast on Mars which can lay stake claim to that, but we will take care of that in the edit. Um, this is Max, and uh, this is the week of Christmas um, as we're recording it, and um, with a lot of people on vacation. Same things happening with the crew at BNP. but uh three of us have weathered to all of that and made sure that we still put out an episode for the 25 listeners that are on waiting for us on spotify so without ado let me go and introduce the rest of the panel bnp is a interesting place uh it has room for people like me uh who are total imbeciles but also on the other end of the spectrum are people who just write prose as if they were born to do it you know we're blessed to have people like pdp and tony and this next gentleman someone who just casually waltz into the pavilion at lords or he will casually just make his way to the world test championship final just find his way behind amit shah at um, the asia cup apart from that he also goes and watches spo- um, sporting events across the country be it hockey volleyball soccer uh and then have i forgot i didn't tell you right he writes brilliantly welcome to the pod tarik bhai <laughs> thanks thanks max thanks very kind uh but uh, i think i think uh, probably pdp and tony are the better writers but uh, thank you again yeah humility doesn't go far away i get <laughs> joining us on the pod uh is someone who can tell you the bowling figures of ishan sharma in his most recent domestic game he can tell you about uh chetan sakaria's injury or how many runs riyan parag scored um in this smat trophy someone follows cricket that close um and has a lot to tell us uh also someone probably the only one from us who has officially been on a sports quiz show uh so let me welcome varun uh, to the pod vamu thanks max thanks tarik will likely take some offense to the latter part of it because he is hosting sports quizzes like every week basically so <laughs> <laughs> not at all <laughs> Tarik Bai is the flavor of Instagram. You were you you made that popular twenty years ago. Yeah, before 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 there was an Instagram. A lot of cricket has been happening um, this past week, and both in the men's and the women's game. Uh, India won against England. That was a fabulous Test match, and just uh, as we were savoring that. there's another test match that's going on uh right now it's day 4 as we're recording this episode it's poised very well um australia lead by 46 runs uh, probably by the time you hear it the test match will be done but uh, to tell us more uh, tarik bhai you want to start us off yeah i mean uh, it's been a fascinating test match i think if india and england was a fascinating test match 
it was also or it ended up being uh, slightly one-sided because eventually the Indian spin prowess was a bit too much for for England who did not have as much experience in these conditions. Uh, Australia are a slightly slightly different proposition, uh, which is why it has been more interesting. Australia have been uh, famously a bogey team for India in women's cricket quite a lot. And Australia in women's cricket by mm-hmm. themselves are, are a team very hard to dislodge. Uh, so this has been very interesting to see because India had a great, great first day. Uh, the Australia chose to bat after uh, I think Alisa Haley won the toss uh, and uh, decided to decided to bat, but uh, um, India managed to get them all out for two nineteen. Um, wiped off almost half the deficit on on day one, losing just one wicket. Uh, day two. Uh, they batted well, but there was a mini collapse um, before Deepthi Sharma and uh, Pooja Vastrakar uh, got together to to uh, get India back into it. Uh, looked like a, a potentially big lead uh, on on day three uh, was there for the taking, but um, early wickets meant that in about half an hour, India were, were wrapped up with a lead of around 185, I think. Uh, and then... Uh, Australia started uh, the second innings again losing an early wicket um, but once again it's it's that depth of the of the Australian side yeah. right because it, it's a bat right down to uh, I don't know like 12 uh, so <laughs> so the thing is uh, I think Ellis Perry played another another terrific innings before uh, uh, Hamabrit Kaur came in uh, does not bowl often uh, had bowled I think uh, in the in the last Test match before 2023 that India played in India. Uh, that was in 2014 where she took nine wickets against uh, South Africa in Mysore. And she came in here and got a wicket, I think, her first over. Uh, got another the next over amidst high drama uh, with getting getting Alyssa Healy out. Um, and uh, basically, that's that's where we are now. It's, um, it's unfortunate that we will not be able to... Uh, Talk about in this sport where this match ends, but I think it's a good it's good in a way because I think it's been a fantastic advertisement for uh, test cricket in general and women's test cricket in particular. That this these two tests I think have have shown us that there can be a very very interesting cricket uh, when it when it comes to women's test cricket, uh, something that is an extreme rarity just because of the structure of the game. Absolutely, uh, Vamu, did you watch the game? Yeah, watch bits and pieces of it. Uh, oh, yesterday. Nice but like, uh, <laughs> no, uh, I mean, uh, it's been a strange Mumbai wicket because, like, after the first day and a half, like, Mumbai generally deteriorates a lot. Mm-hmm. So I was a bit like, I, I thought, like, when Australia, uh, at the end of day two, I thought this was going to get over in the third day, uh, to be honest. But this wicket has slowed down. It's become a lot better to bat on, unlike a typical Mumbai wicket. Uh, uh, but like what cheat codes we have in the women's side as well. I mean, uh, it's been a typical like home test match that way, hasn't it? Like, I mean, uh, top order scores some runs, then there is a collapse. Then like you have like two or three all-rounders coming in. Sne Rana, Deepti Sharma, Pooja Vastrakar. Like all cheat codes in these conditions, like uh, a, a bit like Ashwin Jadeja uh, in the men's side, and Deepti did that in the test match against England as well. So, uh, fascinating uh, 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 fourth day ahead. Uh, but my sense is if we don't like 
pick up a couple of early wickets given how deep australia bat uh, i just worry this could peter out into a draw uh, to be honest uh, um, it'd be unfortunate but uh, that's where my money is on at this juncture basically yeah i think they they lead by 46 the games yet to start but then yeah if it goes beyond 100 um and you know between 100 150 yeah i think i can i can see where they're going with that yesterday there was a very interesting moment between um harman and alisa healy right where she was bowling collected the ball and kind of hurled it back towards the stumps and lisa kind of uh, deflected it using a bat and you know a lot of glances were exchanged and um it's all over the internet now there's you know people are uh, putting all sorts of bgms to that moment and uh, <laughs> circulating that so it it was interesting uh, to see that and you know didn't didn't expect um, that much um you know uh, between the two captains but it's good uh, right and you want to see uh, you know them being highly competitive so Yeah. yeah that there has been there has been needle between uh, harman and and uh, alisa healy i think before as well so they've had a bit of a, um, a bit of an adversarial relationship so it was interesting and also uh, harman has this has this habit sometimes of uh, of being so ultra competitive she does get carried away um thankfully this did not devolve into into something worse because uh, Yeah. clearly the the throwback at the batter was was not necessarily on but it could have led to the dismissal because it was a very next ball yeah and uh, we do remember what happened with harman um in the other game where she kind of lashed out at the umpires and uh, all of that so uh yeah you get it but it's good you know we we like we like harman um again it was harman with the ball and not harman with the bat <laughs> um huh. yesterday but again you know it, it, the match is really well poised Uh so moving on from there our most favorite team uh, England uh has not been having a great 2023 uh in the white ball format so they're ending the year with uh, a series loss at uh, in west indies uh where somehow they're still coming out and saying it is they've gotten positives out of it so <laughs> i don't know what to make of that uh like but yeah that's that's what they they're telling everyone uh, so despite losing 3-2 uh, you know all, all the press is that yeah we had a pretty good series and a lot of positives come out of it yeah we lost to west indies but um, yeah vamu what, what do we make out of this how can you somebody... lose a series to west indies and still have nice things to say about it somebody posted on twitter very aptly uh, yesterday like uh, i mean traditional cricket as we know we know four results like win loss draw <laughs> and tie <laughs> with with england the four results are like win moral victory positives to take out of it and something else i forgot what the four this <laughs> <laughs> thing was the other results just go out of the window altogether it's it's incredible the kind of like twist that english cricket is able to put on i mean come on this is west indies and they are literally at this juncture where they are even like contemplating whether to have a cricket team or not i grant this is a very good t20 team on paper but this was again supposed to be the great white ball reset 
एक्सेट्रा एक्सेट्रा बट आई मीन इंग्लैंड लॉस्ट क्वाइट कॉम्प्रीहेंसिवली टू बी ऑनेस्ट ये वन कपल ऑफ गेम्स बट देर बोलिंग अगेन लुक्स शॉकिंगली आउट ऑफ प्लेस देर बैटिंग फिल्स ऑल गॉट रन बट अदरवाइज इट वॉज वेरी हिट एंड मिस देव गॉट सम लाइक सीरियस लाइक टर्निंग अराउंड टू डू अनफॉर्चुनेटली आई थिंक दे विल जस्ट लाइक वेट अगेन फॉर आर्चर एंड स्टोक्स whether they are fit or not i think that will eventually determine how well they do in the world cup basically england is the greatest white ball team to play in the british isles i think <laughs> that is a proper statement oh not not the white ball team they are the greatest cricket team <laughs> cricket team they are playing in their own island <laughs> right uh, yeah. you take them out of that and then it's like uh, a fish out of water literally fish out of water uh so but it was good to see um dreras back in the fold uh playing t20s for um uh, west indies with the world cup coming up darren sammy has got the reins of the t20 team so that was good uh see that happening um and i've just uh, read that kyren pollard has been signed as a consultant for um england during the world cups because of where the um, games are going to be so don't know if that's going to change anything uh they're going to mothball further but uh we'll wait and find out uh cricket okay. elsewhere um but uh, match tell me one thing like they are picking karan pollard for being like a local expert but i mean like half the matches are going to be there in the <laughs> he's us right? played. <laughs> also he hasn't played in a long time in the west indies itself <laughs> I mean, it's it's just just weird. I think it's just the yeah. Current current Poland currently in the in the T Twenty scene is very much that uh, that Govinda meme of all those photographs across the. <laughs> so let's he's see. doing it all himself. Current Poland is a is a batting coach at Mumbai Indians. He's the captain of the uh, Mumbai Indians uh, MI team in South Africa. and uh in uh the il in in the il the 20 IL. league like he's the captain there he's going to be a consultant for england um yeah i mean guys making money all the time <laughs> right it's it, 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 it's the best time to be current polar i guess so yeah, and um, also this t20 world cup schedule that is coming out in bits and pieces again like uh <laughs> i mean the groups haven't been made yet but everybody knows that there is going to be like india pakistan game india and pakistan are going to be in the same group and australia and england it seems are going to be in the same group so i am just wondering how these like groups are being fixed basically it's just like randomly like picking good like two fierce rivals together i i i i wouldn't be surprised if sri lanka and bangladesh end up in the same group <laughs> <laughs> so uh there's a story in the panchatantra where this guy um, you know buys some seeds plants it um uh, cabbage he buys some cabbage seeds plants it in the ground and then goes to sleep and then uh he wakes up and then start grabs a cane and starts beat, lashing the neighbor's cow and he goes what happened why are you just beating my cow he said i had a dream that your um, cow was eating my cabbage <laughs> right so that essentially is what the 
ट्वेंटी वर्ल्ड कप इज लुकिंग लाइक राइट इंडिया एंड पाकिस्तान आर सपोजली गोइंग टू बी इन द सेम ग्रुप सपोजली गोइंग टू बी प्लेइंग अ गेम इन अ स्टेडियम दैट डज नॉट एग्जिस्ट इट इज सैंक्शनड टू बी बिल्ट समवेयर आउट इन द आउटस्कर्ट्स ऑफ न्यूयॉर्क बिटवीन नाउ एंड समर इट्स to build a stadium lay a pitch have grass without fungus and have <laughs> people come and watch this game that is that is the absurdity of what is happening right now uh, i mean honestly honestly kevin costner had an easier job in field of dreams <laughs> i think the t20 world cup schedule is aptly summed up in the official icc website which reads as of december 2023 the following seven stadiums will serve as venues for the t20 world cup so it's <laughs> as of december 2023 so this is subject to change basically ah, so within six months another stadium can miraculously sprout up from somewhere uh, you know is somewhere in long island or staten island and we'll go up in our give i just don't understand how this happens but that's cricket for us and uh, as tragics we will still watch travel play fantasy <laughs> and cry <laughs> and lament and come back on this same pod and rant about it when it happens uh, and hardik pandya will be injured oh please don't get me started but before before we go to hardik uh, there's also cricket <laughs> happening on the other side of the world uh, bangladesh have been playing a series in new zealand um, they lost the first two games but the third game new zealand was all out for 98 playing in napier and <laughs> bangladesh chased <laughs> it and and won the game shanto got a 50 uh but new zealand and bangladesh have had a very uh, interesting equation as well right because new zealand have traveled twice to bangladesh and have lost and now uh, bangladesh is traveling to new zealand so that's another t- uh, tournament to keep an eye on but keep talking about keeping an eye on there's a huge tournament that's coming up uh, i'm not talking about the ipl i'm talking about this other non descript but which is actually very important to this podcast because this this podcast was the, the origins of this podcast are traced back to the last time india traveled to south africa and won the first test and that is when this podcast um, is grown and it's interesting because we're going to come up on two years of this podcast right episode 104 is uh, right around the corner so it is going to be two years of this podcast and the same two opponents are there hopefully i don't think a super sport has got the uh, the uh, broadcast rights right now because i think there was i saw news about there not being any money and it's not free to air and so let because i think someone else has taken up the uh, contract super sport is uh, shit scared of virat kohli and uh, kl <laughs> right now so they have not taken the broadcast so uh it's good right it's not a whole country against 11 men because no one can see the games it's not going to be broadcast in south africa at all it's going to be on not on free to air at least uh but again um i just found out again this is news to me that uh, ishan kishan was not going to play and apparently kl rahul is going to be the wicket keeper but i just uh, read and looks like bharat ks bharat, bharat is again back in the fray so it's a bharat versus rahul and a shardul versus uh, ashwin again it's our favorite discussion but uh, dean elgar is going to retire so uh, what do you think vamo 
what's what's going to happen in the first test that starts probably in 46 48 hours from now i think it will be a function of what kind of bowling attacks south africa are able to pull together uh, there are like injury doubts uh, i believe over both rabada and uh, lungi ingedi though i believe they have started yeah, practicing so uh, yeah i think they have been cleared yeah. is what i last read so that is not good news i i am 100% sure that like uh, rahul is going to keep wickets uh, i think the way the squad is constructed i mean if bharat has to play then uh, rahul will have to be left out of the side altogether uh, i don't see that happening uh, but uh, yeah I, i think the top 6 picks itself in my view uh, i think it's going to be yashasvi and rohit opening gill probably one down kohli uh, and rahul and ayer in that order like five or six interchangeably uh, my i am going to back india this time around uh, i think uh, there has been uh, i think this is a fairly a much better bowling attack in my view especially with prasiddhan i think uh, last time around the bowling was a bit like unidimensional in my view um and i think the batting lineup is a lot stabler uh, and solid this time around especially with rohit and i think can't reiterate how big a plus that is and also jaddu down the order both of them were not there last time around so i'm going to back uh, india this time around uh, but it should be a cracking series as all test series in south africa dear listeners um i would like to point out a fact uh, it's a very little well little known fact that uh, prasit krishna has three fans uh, in the entire universe prasit krishna prasit krishna's mom and varun murli <laughs> so there is no other people who are as excited to with the prospect of prasit krishna opening the uh, you know playing a test match against south africa as much as varun murli is if you hop on to the video version of this you will see how how he is beaming i mean he's beaming so much there's almost tears in his eyes at this point <laughs> uh, the fact that prasad krishna is going to play but there is a gentleman right now um doing like a 100 km ride ar- around the streets of melbourne he's not on the spot but i will ask the question on his behalf how does shreyas ayer play in south africa when a 5 year old kid is going to bowl a bouncer to him please please explain that brother tarik how how is this how is this a certainty i mean the, uh, the certainty is that he's going to get bounced out right? that is the certainty but why is the fact that he's going to play be a certainty i think it's it's uh, kind of in the in the makeup of the team or uh, i guess the the team management has has decided to back him back him to that level uh, i'm not entirely sure um if if his performance is going to be as bad as we are expecting uh might have a surprise or two in store but uh, you are right that given south african conditions uh given the his vulnerability against the short ball they are going to definitely try him uh out with those uh, i remember i think it was the 2018 series was it the one where hardik pandya was uh he he scored a uh, was it 100 no uh, a 90 or something uh, yeah, in 90, the 2018 yeah. tour where where uh, uh, bumrah had, had made his debut i think uh, 
there was a match also where again he was tested with the with the short ball as well uh, i don't think at that point of time hardik pandya the test batter had uh, as much of a technique uh, to to counter the short delivery so i mean shreyas ayer could could possibly produce one of those innings uh, that Ooh. that's my only hope at the moment um how how it is a certainty he's going to play uh, i think best left to the, the team management's uh, call because i honestly can't deduce so if shreyas hey, Ayer... he has been he has been given intensive coaching in the last week da. like he was withdrawn from the squad after the first odi <laughs> like i mean unique unique like kind of selection withdrawal brought into the test squad i think he is just going to baseball himself Uh, I I I don't think there is any other way Shreyas Iyer is going to play in these conditions. I I just hope that the first couple of shots, like he is able to edge it for six or something like that. Uh, uh, otherwise, I see it being tough for Shreyas in these conditions. Uh, I think it's a big tour for him. Uh, the last time I believe he played a test match overseas was against England in that uh, one-off test match uh, uh, where I think in both. innings like he got pulling got out pulling the ball or something mindless shots but uh, that's the way he is going to play uh, i don't see any other way uh, for him uh, i agree with you it's going to be like tough for him uh, but you know this indian team they like to give people a long 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 rope so yeah i mean it is what it is so here is the dilemma if india plays shreyas ayer they they have nine wickets If India plays Shreyas Iyer and KS Bharat, they have eight wickets. Um, I am willing to make a call forty-eight hours before the start of this Test match, and and apparently there's rain at Centurion, so I don't know if the it's Raj's going to be delayed or not. But I'm going to make a bold call that Jasprit Bumrah will score more runs than Shreyas Iyer in the first innings. PNP jinx. Maybe I'm proved wrong. It'll be it's definitely hmm. good to be proven wrong, but uh, that's the call I'm making right now. from there moving on i mean we spoke about a bunch of bilaterals and useless tournaments that have been happening but we've been waiting for real cricket right since may march we've been waiting for real cricket and finally it is time the greatest cricketing event on the face of this earth is happening and we had the all important auction i'm talking about the ipl for which we had a mini auction as how they call it uh going by the amount of money that was spent on players i don't know what's mini about this but uh some of the teams have made fabulous uh choices some of the teams i don't even know what they were doing but uh we're going to talk about that yeah so if you don't like to listen about it please still listen yes. because we're going to talk about it <laughs> we're going to talk about it for the next 30 minutes maybe even 45 but we are going to talk about it okay So first things first I'm going to say this I think Mumbai had a fabulous auction uh they've constructed a fabulous team thanks to the pre-auction shenanigans they did and what they did in the auction like if you had to pull like a scorecard they're probably like a 5 out of 5 and at this point uh without any injuries or anything I we don't know someone might still get injured you can you might as well just give them the trophy at the day of the opening ceremony that's that's how it is looking like for me right now like there it makes absolute no sense for any team to go play a single game against mumbai the way they are stacked up right now 
Vamu, what do you say? My only contention to that, uh, and I hope that the history of the IPL is kind of respected in terms of allocation of the last two games, that is the finals and the main eliminator, and that like the matches again don't get shifted to one stadium in Ahmedabad. Uh, Chennai deserves to host those two games by virtue of being the winner. So I think if Chennai gets the final and the one game before that, my money will still be on Chennai purely because of the conditions. Uh, I am actually, just like I went on a limb against England in the World uh, T20, I am going to go on a limb and say that Mumbai are going to struggle to qualify for the top four here. Uh, I think the batting order is something that is on a decline. Uh, I think Sky has had a fabulous patch for like a couple of years. I think his decline could also start uh, come this tournament. So I don't think Mumbai will make the top four. It it will it sounds outrageous now, but that's something I'm willing to back. One person saying you can you might as well annex the trophy to another person saying they won't make the playoffs. Brother T, please put some sense to this. <laughs> there is a lot of extremes in there. No, I think uh, with <laughs> with mini auctions, especially uh, because there is not a huge change in in most of the uh, most of the squads. It's it's kind of difficult to say if it if fundamentally things are going to change. Uh, I think Chennai had a decent auction as well. If you no, we'll get to Chennai, but uh, but uh, as far <laughs> as far as Mumbai goes, actually, honestly, I'm trying to recollect who who are the people that they have signed. Um, so I, I'll I help can, you. I can only think of Bombay Dabi. No, so 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 look at this. Mumbai as a team that can go into a can have a playing eleven without any um, foreign nationals and still put a winning team out there. Right? That's how much they have. That's how they have picked because. You have Rohit, you have Ishan, you have Sky, you have Tilak, you have Hardik, right? That's your top five without anyone, any, um, you know, uh, for, foreign player. Tim David comes in at six. Then they have Neil Wadera, uh, who, you know, had a pretty good season last year. Then they have Gerald Coetzee, who they picked up. Now, then comes their only problem, which is their spin uh, division. Again, depending on who you ask, Piyush Chavla is also a legend. Uh, and they have Shreyas Gopal, two leg two leg spinners in uh, Vankhede. I still don't know why they would do that, but uh, that's probably the only area. And then after that, they have Bumrah and Berendorf, right? Uh, and in terms of backups, then they have Madhushanka and Tushara, who who they picked up. And then um, they also have that guy Akash Madhwal, uh, who had a fabulous uh, tournament towards the end of the tournament last year. So, yeah, they have options up the wazoo. And that's why, you know, they're so... Um, thing. And again, I, if if they're playing in Chennai, they want an extra spinner. They swap Tim David out. They bring Mama Nabi in. They play, you know, they have the extra spin option. Uh, yeah, I, Deval Brabus doesn't even make make the squad. This is a crazy team, uh, however you look at it. And um, yeah, again... Spin is probably the only place I see them struggling. And unless, you know, you have to have nine superstars fail for this team to not, you know, walk away with the trophy. Like, it has to be one of those things. Like how India at the ODI World Cup final, you know, just bossing everyone and then one bad day kind of a thing. That's that's the only way I see uh, Mumbai, uh, you know, not making it. So, 
Max, I mean, just to just to like, uh, I mean, just to present a contra view, the only addition they have made to this side from a batting perspective this year is Hardik, right? I mean, it's the same batting lineup last year, and that batting lineup sucked balls big time last year, basically. They, they were so, in the playoffs, dude. They were in the playoffs, but like they just like barely managed to get there. Barely, I mean, yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think. But but I think, think they, about I, that way, no? They made the playoffs without Hardik, right? Now they have Hardik. That's exact same team, right? They have, don't have to make changes. Exact same team made the playoffs. Now they have Hardik, and you added Kudzi as well. So they get some firepower in the bowling. They get whatever Hardik offers when he's fit, if he's fit in the batting uh, and bowling. So I mean, they have seven bowling options, man. That's this team. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I think uh, I think a fit Hardik changes a lot of things. I mean, obviously, uh, the the pre- presumption is that Hardik will be will be playing the tournament, and a fit Hardik and an available Hardik, uh, of course, being captain, uh, no less, um, offers something. I guess that you could have a point there that he could be uh, the missing piece in the puzzle. That uh, even with a largely similar squad to to last year, it could still get that. Extra X factor or or edge to again uh, sort of present the contra view to uh, Vamu's contra view on this, but uh, at the same time I think Mumbai have had a history of slow starts and things like that. So I'm not sure it it will probably depend on how they do at uh, uh, away from the one kid as well. Uh, so and w- let's not forget that we are not absolutely one hundred percent certain that all the matches will be in India. But yeah, there is an election coming up. Don't know when, but uh, depending on that, things can get moved. Uh, you know, just like how the whole Sanjeevni Mountain moves from one place to the other, the entire IPL can be moved and put somewhere else. <laughs> but uh, let's then go to a team which I thought had I absolutely no clue in the in in the auction, at least in my view. Um, Sunrisers Hyderabad. I I don't understand anything. I don't know. Now again, I don't know if Vamu is going to disagree here as well. But they were they had problems with their middle order. They had problems with their top order. Um, their spin department was a bit suspect. What do they do? Uh, they go and buy a fast bowler. They go and buy a op- they go and buy an opening batsman. <laughs> uh and then they just ha- have no plan. So right now, uh, the way it, st- it stands, it's the IPL. The rules have not changed. You can only play four foreign players in there. And SRH have Aiden Markram, who is apparently the captain, so probably has to play. Heinrich Klassen, the favor of the season, also the only wicket keeper on the team, has to play. And then you have Marco Janssen, someone who did brilliantly for them. Uh, you have Fazalak Faruqi, who also did very well. You have uh, Pat Cummins, who they broke the bank for. And then you have Travis Head. And then you have someone called Glenn Phillips, who mm-hmm. the world is kind of going crazy about, who's also not going to get a game. So you have these eight awesome buys, but you can only play four. And you don't know which four you're going to play. There are rumors that Cummins may become the captain and that way they can sit Barkram and play head. I just don't understand anything. I mean, your problems were that, you know, your the whole Abdul Samad, that role was not giving you much. 
spin was a problem with Vashi Sundar being your only spinner. They have not done anything there. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, Abhishek Sharma in the opening was a bit iffy. But the way it stands, I think they have Sharma. They have paid so much for head, they probably would want to play head. Um, then Makram has to play. Tripathi has to play. Klassen, Sundar, Samad will play. Cummins, Bhuvi, Natarajan, and maybe Umran Malik and someone else kind of swaps in. I think they got... Uh, um, my, uh, they, they think they got uh, Jatavet Subramanian or someone. Maybe you know he gets a game or something like that. But it it just doesn't make sense. The balance is not there. The problems are still there. Please, Vamu, tell me you agree with this. Yeah, I think they had the worst auction in my view. I think uh, I mean it was just like madness what they were trying to do. Uh, I think two or three franchises coming into the auction like seemed to have decided that there was. Uh, no Indian talent worth pursuing in this auction. I would add RCB also to that list, basically. Uh, they just like went mad at whoever they thought were the best overseas picks. Uh, the problem in all these franchises, and we have seen that history with both SRH and Kings Eleven, is that when you're not doing well, there is a propensity to change your overseas players a lot easily. I mean, and with the number of options they have, uh, you could possibly look at three to four captains this year for SRH, <laughs> uh, in my view. I mean, they could start with Makram, then move to Cummins, then uh, move to, I mean, uh, an Indian. Indian. So oh, it's, be, it's just like, for yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's just a very, very weird. And it's unfortunate because... I mean, last end of last auction, I thought they had a very good Indian core uh, with all their seamers and their batsmen. Uh, the one like bright prospect heading into this year's IPL for them has been the form of Bhuvi. I think he has been in amazing form domestically. Uh, if he stays fit, uh, I still think that he is India's best like new ball bowler in this particular format. Uh, and if he does well, that changes a lot of things. You forgot their purchase of Vanindu as well. Oh. There is another, like, <laughs> <laughs> another more, foreign, like, foreign player element there. So, oh, it's, uh, yeah, it's just like smack of stupidity, basically. But this is typical SRH behavior, right? I mean, uh, they like just go over the squad every year, have a new coach every year. Uh, they have now gotten in Dan Vettori whose IPL record is typically like, I mean, he's generally been buying buying for the wooden spoon whenever he's been coach of any franchise. So it's uh, it will be interesting to see how yeah. they go this year. And also, I was watching uh, parts of the auction and like on uh, the, the reruns of it. And it seemed like they were just raising their paddle for everyone, right? They, they almost went for everyone. Uh, whether they got them or not, they were still going for everyone. I, it didn't seem like they, you know, okay, I, I want this player, okay. Not just raising a paddle for everyone and trying to see, will I get this person? <laughs> will I not get this person? And that's probably what happened, you know. They just went for Hasranga, they got him, now they don't know what to do with him. And then finally they said, okay, we want to go for Cummins. And then, uh, <clears throat> like, the Cummins also, I think um, RC would have gotten royally screwed uh, if not for uh, SRH coming and saying, you know, we'll take him. Because RCB was in the fray and had RCB bought exactly, Cummins, then yeah. they would have money to buy anyone after that. 
um, yeah, is that, yeah, I, I just don't know what to say. But again, stranger things have happened because they still have a good gun team. The problem is, can they put and figure out what that best level is? And when you have so many options, right? With other teams, they don't have that many options. There's like 12, 13 people who you can pick on a given day. And it's just one or two places that change. Uh, same thing we just mentioned about Mumbai. This you have 15 and any of the combinations. Oh, I even forgot. I didn't mention Mayank Agarwal. Right? I forgot to mention Mayank Agarwal. So you have Mayank Agarwal, Abhishek Sharma, Travis Head, Rahul Tripathi. You have so many people. How do they pick their 11 comes down to it? And until, at what point? You know, If they've lost four games before they pick their best 11, then they're facing down the battle. But then for whatever you know reason, their first game itself, they pick their best 11 and they stick to it. Then, yeah, they could make a run, right? Uh, Bowie is not the Bowie of 2017, 2016 and all that, but still a very good, you know, four overs, power, 30 runs. Power play bowler for sure. Yeah, 30 runs or one wicket or something like that kind of a bowler. So, um, I just don't know where all the rest of the wickets are going to come from because Natarajan has been kind of iffy. Um, Umran Malik has kind of tapered off since uh, his, you know, initial explosive start and his India cap. Um, I don't see Pat Cummins giving them a lot of wickets either. So I don't know where their wickets are going to come. Their runs are going to come in plenty. Like the way they, however they stack, however they pick their, their batting, like their top six, seven is going to give them runs, including Pat Cummins. Where the wickets are going to come is a problem. Um, their wickets are going to come from the ultimate legend of the IPL, Jaydev Unakkat. <laughs> yes, I forgot. Jaydev Unakkat makes another pit stop uh, in his IPL journey. I think this is his ninth or tenth team um in 12 or 13 years of of uh playing in the IPL so um yeah <laughs> you never know what's gonna happen uh and that's that's how clueless this team has been closely followed by their cousins uh and Bangalore who also had a very weird strategy in how they uh, went about what they want to do. Um, Tariq Bhai, did you follow what, what was happening there? I uh, I did. And again, it's a question of um, the, the same problem that has been RCB's problem all the time still remains their problem, which is their bowling. Uh, because somehow they, they picked up bowlers in the auction and the bowling attack looks worse than it was before. At least, at least on paper, anyway. So I think uh, that's that's been the case. It's uh, I found it rather strange that uh, they they let uh, Hasaranga slip. Um, I, I think he had uh, a pretty good outing. I I don't know if it has anything to do with uh, his his availability, injury, and things like that. Um, but but eventually, I think uh, in terms of a marquee buy, they. They really had nothing because uh, I don't think uh, I don't think the current bowling attack of uh, who are their bowling attack now. Um, uh, I think Chinaswami yes, they are. Yes, they are. is a great yeah. for bowling, right? It doesn't matter. But yeah, the bowling right now I think is Vaishak, uh, Vijay Kumar, Siraj, uh, Alzari, and then. Um, that's that's the three they can pick, and then I think in a in a uh, what do you call it? the twelfth player swap, they can bring Yash Dayal or um, some or someone else like that or Karan Sharma. Um, the problem 
is that because of how they're batting, it's very similar to how a uh, RC, uh, SRH batting is. You have Faf, Virat, Patidar, right? Patidar just made his India cap. So that, that was good. Um, Maxwell, Green, that the whole trade thing they helped Mumbai with. Um, and then you have Mahipal Lomroor, Dinesh Karthik, Mayang Dagar, or slash Karan Sharma, and then Alzari, Siraj, and Vaishak, right? So the bowling is a problem because you have three bowlers, proper bowlers, uh, who are going to bowl 10, uh, who are going to bowl uh, tw uh, 12. The four, oh, four uh, yeah. And then after that, between Maxwell and Dagar, they have to get four overs. Uh, between Lomroor and Green, they have to get four overs. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maxwell is looking like their best spinner uh, on the team right now. Uh, even if they play Karan Sharma, Maxwell is still their best spinner on the team. So, yeah. I, I mean, we all say it's graveyard for bowlers, but that doesn't mean you like literally just you know, open up <laughs> just the buffet pick, and say, come. Take anybody. No, I mean, that uh, that will be their issue again uh, because I don't think the... Uh, the batting can uh, do anything that extraordinary to be able to cover for, uh, let's say, this this uh, uh, gaping uh, uh, a gap in the um, in the basic bowling setup. And uh, even with Siraj as well, much as he has been in in great form and everything, he has this tendency to be uh, a little on and off at times. So a day that he has an off day. Again, uh, everything yeah. kind of goes out the, the way. The day Shirat doesn't show up, I mean, you might as well shut shop and go home. And uh, yeah. I've got a, I've got a weird theory with RCB, which I mean, which may be most puzzling. The way they went after Cummins, uh, tells me that they were willing to blow the entire bank on Cummins. So that's that was like a conscious strategy they had. So my, the only sense, the only way that makes sense is in case in their minds, Cameroon Green is not a sure shot starter, basically. Uh, because if you look at the batting lineup from last year, which went well, uh, you have Patidar coming in. My sense is they may still go with two overseas seamers. Uh, you have Siraj, Reese Topley, and one of Ferguson or Alzari especially with the two-bouncer rule, then that bowling attack doesn't look too bad, basically. I but mean, if you, you, if you have pay like, someone 18 crores, you have to play them, right? You cannot keep I, your, your most uh, valuable assets on the bench. My, my sense with the green trade is that they were looking more at the mega auction next year and they want to have green uh, retained. They see him as one of the stars of world cricket going forward. That's the only sense that that's the only way that the entire manner in which they went after Cummins makes sense. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Green doesn't start, uh, to be honest. But like if Green does start, I completely agree that bowling attack does look a couple of bowlers short. They also picked up a gentleman called Tom Curran, who was in the news. This week, <laughs> uh, if you haven't been following what's happening, so at a BBL game with uh, he plays for Sydney, uh, the Sixers, right? Uh, the Sydney Sixers is what he plays for. And then during warm-ups, he was run, he was kind of doing his warm-ups and running onto the pitch. The fourth umpire kind of asked him to not do that, 
he proceeded to ignore him and try to run on the pitch the umpire then stood right in front of on the popping crease uh you know on the popping crease and gesturing him to go towards the side of uh, towards the towards the pitches on the right and tom curran still charged him and to avoid a head on collision the umpire takes a step to the to the right and tom curran still finishes his bowling uh is you know his air bowling or fake bowling or whatever you want to call it um again i i play uh, cricket club cricket we also do warm ups but uh, i mean it doesn't matter right you're just running in and trying to just measure your steps you can't do that on the side you can't do that on a practice pitch i don't know what he was thinking um he's been handed a four game ban which i think was too less but then for some odd reason these sixers are challenging that and want to appeal that to be taken down it's nothing <laughs> makes sense but um yeah all's not well in the current family uh vamu what do you think of that bizarre incident i think the doubling down is what uh, puzzles me yesterday like moises onrich uh, said that like tom karan is uh, is worried about the character assassination that is happening on him and stuff like that but like that was that was like just dickish behavior i mean there's no other way to call it i mean we have i think tom curran does do that even in internationals uh, to be honest but like once he was given uh, a warning uh, there's no room. there were a couple of video footages that came uh, where they showcase some other players also doing it and not uh having been warned by the umpire in the bbl uh, this season but i mean that's all irrelevant at the end yeah. of the day i, I mean, mean you, the you guy told to, you to you move across to, you move across that's you have it. to matter. you have to follow the rules uh, i just like hope that as a president like we have seen strange things happen in the bbl uh, with respect to uh, player behavior uh, but i just hope that like his ban gets extended just because of the fact that he's appealing basically talking of no, strange I mean, I, yeah go ahead yeah no no i just wanted to add a quick point on that that i also did find it strange that uh, there was a lot of discourse around it to try and say that oh but like uh, the tom curran was not entirely in the wrong i mean they did not necessarily say he was not entirely in the wrong but they were kind of like condoning the behavior i think uh, from brad hog to so many others who uh, kind of put out statements like that and and it's kind of weird for everybody to bend over backwards to try and defend something that prime fs is indefensible that it's simple that you don't uh, defy a, uh, an official uh, no matter what the case uh, on the on the field of play uh, so simple as that i mean uh, just look at what's been happening in the uh, football league in turkey where things have gone to the other extreme <laughs> <laughs> so you know Talk, we don't need more fuel to the fire is all i'm saying talking of weird things happening the bbl um they have brought across the age old uh, uh method of semaphore signals back into action uh because now people in the crowds are supposed to look at color coded uh messages the the wickets are going to give out and figure out what's going to happen because apparently there are no scorecards there are no you know nothing else to see <laughs> you only have to go by what's what the lights are going to say uh for people who don't understand what i'm talking about um the so we've had these bales right the zing bales uh, which have been pretty good actually you know helping out with a lot of these stumping decisions and things like that 
but the bbl is taking them one level higher the electra stumps as they are called not to be not to be confused with the movie uh, are uh, or the actress or the actress <laughs> uh, are you know straight up leds uh, in the stumps which you know we thought okay you know they light up along with the bells they light up no 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 apparently they are they are, they are patterns now if there is a four they will shade accordingly colors if there's a six they will kind of uh, flash colors if there is a no ball they will go purple and white and then during uh, over break or something i think they will go into like a rainbow color there's like five different signs uh, you have to print out and uh, you know keep on your lap because you won't understand what's happening otherwise <laughs> in a cricket field right i mean such a weird place to be in uh you absolutely no clue what happens you know you need I to think, look at think, uh, so this is i think uh, sorry no i i think mayur uh, given the stresses of modern life and we are living with like systems of you know orange alerts and uh, amber alerts and things like that like the last thing somebody needed was a new color coded system to keep up with uh, while out at a cricket field the signals out the stumps will flash in a vibrant red before igniting in a burst of color boundary 4 a dynamic color shift where all colors flash in an alternate pattern 6 an upward motion of all colors creating a visually striking display no ball red and white lights smoothly scroll across the length of the stumps between overs a pulsating effect alternating between purple and blue scrolls signaling the interval between overs the best reaction to this i saw somebody on twitter asking has the bmc started manufacturing stumps <laughs> i mean if you go to south bombay on an every evening any evening especially around the fort area you will see all these color patterns across all the iconic buildings in bombay so that was one of the best like reactions that i saw it's 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 absolutely madness like i mean bbl if i'm not mistaken didn't even have drs till last season their umpiring quality is in the ditches and they do stuff like this where i mean the spectator is being taken for an idiot basically i mean, I, i don't see how this adds any value to the game to be honest just as vamu uh, was reading that right i was thinking of you know we we could we could make money with vamu reading erotica and we playing kenny g music <laughs> in the background <laughs> i mean as ludicrous as that explanation was is it reminded me of the jersey reveal of the lucknow super giants with the double scales and all of that <laughs> they, they probably hired the same guy to come up with vibrant display of colors <laughs> uh let's talk about the lucknow super giants in that case uh they had a interesting auction uh i mean the, before the auction they got padikal that i think that was a pretty good uh, move they uh, traded uh avesh khan out and got um, padikal in i think that was pretty good um and then they didn't have much to do in terms of buys um because most of it kind of just fits i think that team looks good uh mind mind you again they also made the playoffs last year without uh rahul in there and now uh you know now they have they have padikal they don't have to do that stupid uh, exercise of 
alternating Kyle Myers and Quinton Decock. I don't know what they were thinking. But Quinton Decock, Padikal, Puda, Rahul, Puran, Stoinis. I mean, that six looks phenomenal. And then you have Krunal Pandya, Bishnoi, two pretty good spinners. And then my favorite bowler, Mohsen Khan, uh, he comes in. And then, oh, they picked up Shiva Mavi. Now they picked up Shiva Mavi and they have Mark Wood. And then I think uh, K. Gautam or Ayush Badoni comes in, can come in as their 12th player. Also, they have Mishraji, my favorite player. Hmm. At playing in Chennai, I want them, I want them to unleash Mishraji. Um, but yeah, that team looks good, man. I mean, they didn't have to do any crazy buys. But uh, that team looks really good. With Rahul coming in, being at four, uh, he doesn't have to worry about, you know, trying to score 100 runs each game and otherwise I will lose. He comes in at four. He cannot score 100 anyways. I, and there's only one way he can score 100 when he comes in at four is by going hammer and tongs, right? So only if he scores at 140, 145, he's going to get to 100. So if he wants the orange cap coming in at four, it is going to be a phenomenal uh, season for LSG. Uh, Brati, what do you think? I think uh, LSG are probably one of those teams that do do fly under the radar a bit in in that sense. Uh, I actually followed them the least in the in the auction because I think four or five big teams were, were when I was paying attention. Um, I I barely even remember the uh, the people that they picked up. Um, but I think again uh, with no Gautam Gambhir this time, uh, they they might they might be looked at as a as a team that might be freed from that burden, uh, so <laughs> so I'm I'm uh, I'm definitely looking forward to to see what they do. They uh, they still have Krunal Pandya is still LSC, right? No? Yeah, yeah. So Krunal Pandya is seven. Krunal Pandya and Bishnoi, you know, two pretty good spinners, uh, and then Mavi Wood and Mohsen Khan as their <clears throat> fast bowlers, right? So they 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 they're pretty good. They have the pretty good bowling attack. Um, and two good spinners plus Gautam because I think um, who, if he comes in as their twelfth uh, in Lucknow because that's that's in, spinning a lot. In the... Yeah, so they are kind of lined up uh, nicely. And if Wood is not doing well, they have Willie because now Willie is uh, you know free from his uh, you know England duties. So yeah, I mean they're fine. I would say. I think again uh, the the venues are going to probably play a bit of a role. Uh... If it's if it's going to be India, because uh, the the one thing that I found surprising, uh, and again this is the economist side of me speaking, that when those uh, monies were being splurged for uh, Pat Cummins and Stark, uh, essentially that what do they know that we don't? Uh, in the sense that what hidden information do mm-hmm. they know that they are splurging on uh, on past bowlers that is it going to be shifted out of India and things like that? Uh, but if that does not happen, I think uh, Lucknow are placed very well, but. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not sure if if different conditions they would be able to uh, able to adapt the same. I I definitely see them, uh, or or this team in particular being I think great for for Lucknow itself. Uh, if they're playing at Ekana, uh, I think this this is a team to to definitely reckon with. Um, but at the same time, I'm not sure of uh, of their away form. Uh, in in venues other than let's say the like you mentioned uh, Chennai would be one of them, uh, but if they if they put together two or three good results away, uh, they are on their way to the playoffs, and you never know what happens after that. 
Vamo, do you think Lucknow is also a playoff team, just like I, like we we doing? Yeah, I, I think I think they have the most complete squad in the tournament. To be honest, like, uh, I mean one to eleven. Uh, only I think question mark would be over like how good is Mark Wood as a T Twenty bowler? Uh, I think that's that's one question mark they would have. But uh, I kind of agree with you. I think Mohsin Khan is back. He he had a very good. uh domestic uh, uh, uh performance in the sma at as well uh i think he's i mean the one season i did see him i thought he was after bumrah the best indian bowler in the competition so uh, i'm also a big fan of his so yeah i think uh with rahul moving into the middle order uh, the dynamics of this team changes completely Um, I I I wouldn't be surprised if Lucknow go all the way as well. Ooh, big call there. Uh, from the team that might go all the way to a team that may go nowhere. Uh, Punjab. <laughs> Again, another team where they never put the paddle down. They just get the paddle up all the time. And sometimes yeah. we have players who they had no clue about, and then wanted to take back their bid. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, uh, to give some context, uh, Punjab was bidding left, right, and center for every player that was out there. And uh, after they started losing a few players, they just didn't want to put their paddle down. So when the auctioner announced Shashank Singh, they put the paddle up, and the auction set sold. And then like, wait, that's not the guy we want. <laughs> And they asked the auctioneer if they could take it back. The auctioneer said, "No, hammer's gone down. You got to keep the player." <laughs> Imagine like how the I player think... who's watching this is feeling like, "Oh, you know." But one point is like, "Yeah, I, you know, someone's paying. Uh, someone's picked me in the team. They want to pay me fifty lakhs, and then immediately like they don't want me in the team. Uh, it's it's probably dis- it's so hard thing for the player. And then after that, they they release a press note and say, "No, actually, we wanted this Shashank thing." There was another Shashank Singh who was like 19 years old, who we thought is the one we got, but he's the one we don't want. The one we got is actually the one we want, and not the one we thought we actually got. So everything is good. And then they asked him to even release a, a soundbite saying "Thank you for having faith in me" and all sorts of shit. I mean, this cannot happen with any other team, not ac- across franchises, across T20 leagues, even like the Canadian. T20 or the Zimbabwe <laughs> league also this cannot happen <laughs> not even in dubai <laughs> so like but apart from this whole shashank singh thing again shashank singh actually has played a few uh, was 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 at um, hyderabad and i think i remember um, I, when the series was happening in um, the covid times in um, i think he gave uh, lucky ferguson a huge pasting in one of those games um, and vamu corrected uh, i think it was 25 of 6 balls or something like that so Uh, but i don't know if he gets a game or not however punjab is another team which did not fix any of the problems that they had and instead created more selection headaches for them i mean their opening was an issue they had a weak indian batting core um their spin was suspect and uh, you know but they didn't go and fix any of those issues right so that's still a problem they uh, they already have Bairstow who's going to play they have Livingston who's going to play they have Sam Curran who's going to play then they just splurged a lot on Riley Russo who I don't know how he makes the team because you know generally a backup is 
when you know your player is set. Now they've just added Riley Russo in the mix, which then puts a, like, is he going to play? Is it is it a toss up between Bearstow and uh, um, you know, uh, is it a toss up between Bearstow and Russo? I just don't get it. Um, and then again, <clears throat> they didn't go for their their spin is the problem. I think uh, they're reduced to Harpreet Brar and Rahul Chahar as the only two spinners um, in there. Uh, and then you know, like they have they last year they had Atharva Taide. Um, and uh, a bunch of other people trying to come in there. Unfortunately, they have a gun guy who's still going to sit on the bench, I think. Sikandar Raza will still not get a game. Uh, and it's a shame. So, nothing about that team makes sense to me. Uh, Pamu, did anything make sense to you? Uh, no, they'll, they'll, they'll finish 10th this year. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I am sometimes puzzled by some of the coaching decisions that teams make in the IPL. Uh, I mean, it's it's become like classic, uh, I mean, Premier League football, where it's just the same set of coaches who go from club to club, basically. So this year, uh, Punjab Kings appointed Sanjay Bangar as the director of cricket for them. Uh, the same guy who was sacked by the same franchise, I think, Three seasons back, yeah. and I think I think there was a very viral clip that uh, went where like I think Preeti Zinta of all people gave Sanjay Bangar like a public dressing down in foul language in front of the entire team. So the same management, I mean Sanjay Bangar is back, and it's it's just madness. Obviously. Their pick of Harshal Patel is very Sanjay Bangar driven. Uh, I don't see how Harshal Patel fits Punjab in those conditions. He's not a bowler suited for Mahali, basically. So exactly, uh, like yeah. I would so, think Harshal Patel probably is a is, makes more sense in Chennai or Kolkata or something like that. Um, him playing in Mohali, I just don't understand. Uh, so that's another positive buy. So their bowling, if you look at it, you have Arshdeep, you have Rabada. Sam Karan, Harshal Patel, um, Rahul Chahar, and then um, Harpreet Brar and Living Liam Livingston have to give them, you know, their their sixth bowling option. But um, he, here's also there's the makings of a team actually, because it's not a bad bowling attack. It's decent enough, you know, on its given day. Um, whether it can go through 14 games, you don't know. But um, other than, but you know, you can, they could, you could, they could uh, spring a surprise. Like even the batting, um, I think the biggest problem is their Indian batting because between um, Shikhar Dhawan, uh, Atarva Taide, and Prabhsimran Singh, that doesn't evoke a lot of confidence. So they're reliant on Bearstow, Livingston, and Jitesh Sharma to make them all the runs. And th- those guys are not the guys who play long and, you know, make you runs, right? So, I think the bowling is okay. I don't see where the runs are going to come from. Um, that's why it's a I very... They had a similar problem the last season as well. I mean, it was the same, exactly. same story because uh, there was... I think there were like a couple of games where Prop Simran had given them a, a, a decent start. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember besides that him having made an impact. No, Prop Simran, I think, um, scored a 50 in one of the games. Sam Karan was a captain. I think he scored a 50 when he was a captain. 
um sikandar raza tried to play played one game yeah. um uh, i think that it was a chennai game that sikandar raza won for them but uh, yeah their indian batting has been a problem that's why i said and then they didn't go fix that problem they in fact got harshal uh, they paid big yeah. <laughs> bucks for him that's not your problem area right you your bowling was still okay because even they didn't have harshal patel they had rishi dhawan um you know and uh, as a backup to rabada they had nathan ellis so it's kind of okay um i don't know why yeah they didn't fix anything with their batting that's and they're just hoping that bearsto has a monster season everyone plays around him uh and then they hope to not end up 10 but uh yeah that's i think the team... other problem is the problem is i think english players are also going to leave uh after eight or nine games for the, if i'm not mistaken for the pakistan series yeah yeah brilliant <laughs> so, so so two people who are a surety in your level uh, and the only people who are going to give you runs and wickets uh, in karan and bersob and livingston might not be there <laughs> <laughs>
even without the hardik pandya and they have enough match winners in there to uh, to win competitive t20 games as simple as that uh, it was interesting that they decided to pick up both shami and umesh yadav uh, or, or rather they now have both shami and umesh yadav shami was already there uh, umesh yadav i think they picked up at the uh, at the auction um so clearly they're they're throwing their weight behind uh, sort of what you might think of as as undervalued or or underutilized players which they are going to uh, probably form their strategy around i'm not i'm not entirely sure um what what their longer game would be on that but uh, but like you say i i agree with you that in any given day this team is uh, is a is a threat they've shown it over the two years of their existence so far um the only question would obviously be that is this a team that is based on your sort of uh, analytical pieces coming together or was it bound by something talismanic like a hardik pandya that's what we are about to find out like in this season vamo do you do you like gt yeah i do i think we should also not lose sight of the fact that last couple of seasons hardik pandya has been sitting out every third or fourth game i mean it's not as if like he was playing every game for gt and even in those games gt looked quite an outfit uh they have made a couple of very interesting additions i think the way they have decided to plug the hardik cool is via shahrukh khan which who i think is probably a slightly better fit in terms of providing that like finishing touch for them they'll need uh, both shubman gill and sai sudarshan to have like big seasons i think i think that's the crux of their batting their bowling will always sort itself out you have rashid and noor there and along with the 2015 indian world cup bowling attack and spencer <laughs> johnson who looks to be uh, quite a fast and exciting prospect so the bowling will always sort itself out i think the batting they'll need like gill and uh, sai sudarshan to have big seasons if they have their definite uh, showings for the top four I was trying to make a 11 for them and it is actually a bit difficult because of how many good options they have and how many backups to backups they have like <clears throat> you have uh Gill and Sai Sudarshan who just recently had a pretty good uh series in South Africa so he's coming with that confidence in um you have Saha as the keeper uh and then you have Vijay Shankar um you have uh there, there and, and then that for the vijay shankar spot you have a couple of people there you have vijay shankar uh you have uh, kane williamson and then you also have abhinav uh, mukund right manohar uh, uh, manohar. Uh, sorry, Ab- manohar right manohar. Uh, manohar all that for that same position and then you have miller you have shahrukh khan um tevatya is there rashid uh, shami and then you have spencer johnson slash josh little you have noor ahmed slash sai kishor um mohit sharma is there uh, i'm guessing umesh yadav is a backup for mohammad shami so shami slash umesh it's like it's a very well sought out team and i think the keeper is a only problem um and so because if they if, so if saha I... <laughs> if saha doesn't do well then wade is the only option uh so if they have to bring wade then noor sits out and sai kishor comes in because they need to balance it that way or if they want to bring kane williamson in then they have to do something and i think robin mins is that um, insurance in case they can cannot play wade 
Saha is not having good time, then no, that's when six. So Saha, Wade, and then backup is Robin Mills. It's like a mind blowing uh, way they have thought of it. Um, but yeah, interesting story about Robin Mills. Um, you know, apparently um, this uh, um, little known strawberry farmer from Jharkhand uh, told his parents that he mm-hmm. would be playing uh, the IPL this year for sure. If not for if not any team picks him, um, CSK would definitely pick him. But that didn't have to happen. He he went for big bucks. Uh, so pretty happy for him. Don't know if he's gonna ever ever gonna play uh, this year at least. But I mean, th- it's these stories that uh, we love the IPL for. You know, the Jaiswal stories, the uh, Robin Mins, and uh, all of these is what uh, we love the IPL for. You know, when from small towns, and it just gives hope to people all around when they see someone you know right from their uh, alleys now uh, right on the on the screen and yeah it just gives it's a story of hope um, that's why I, I love the tournament so much despite uh, not you know despite getting brown nosed by some of the other members of the group <laughs> I absolutely love this tournament just for that but yeah GT is looking very formidable and like I said they have backups for backups they have seven bowling options, no matter how you look at it. Vijay, Vijay Shankar also uh, bowls. And yeah, Shahrukh Khan also was bowling uh, in the S-mat. So yeah, that team... Yeah, it doesn't seem that they lost uh, Hardik at all, right? They're, Tevatya, uh, Vijay Shankar, Shahrukh could all give them overs. Uh, apart from the gun bowling of Rashid, um, Shami, uh, Mohit Sharma and yeah. It's a, and then oh we also forgot they they got Omar Zai, uh, that was a steal for I think he went at base price fifty lakhs where all, all the other teams were kind of you know breaking their heads. Gujarat just sat back and got Omar Zai, and I think CSK knew that when they saw how big a purse GT had, they knew there was no chance that they could bid for Shahrukh Khan. So that's why CSK went big. They didn't because otherwise it was a surety that CS, uh, Shahrukh Khan would go to CSK. Yeah. But when they saw the purse, they knew that's not even worth bidding that. Those guys are going to pluck him up no matter what. Uh, and that's why CSK didn't go for Shahrukh Khan. They went for uh, Rizvi. Uh, talking about CSK, they are the next team on the list. Uh, I don't think they are looking very good. Um, but uh, Vamu thinks that CSK had a fabulous option. He thinks they are a, they have a better chance than Mumbai. So, Vamo, why didn't you start us off first on that? So, I think two to three reasons. Uh, I think one, Deepak Chahar being back, uh, I think that changes their balance quite significantly in my view. Um, look, CSK, they'll do well if Conway and Rutu make runs. I think those they are the two crux players for them. And in those conditions... And they have been like ultra consistent for them. I am like super excited about Daryl Mitchell, uh, uh, whom CSK have picked. I think him along with Henrik uh, Larsson, I think are the two best like spin hitters in world cricket right now uh, because of their reach. Uh, he, I think, would like fit in perfectly for Moin, who has not been performing that well over the last couple of seasons. Though it wouldn't surprise, I mean, there has been this meme going around with CSK, right? I mean, like, Dhoni first match at the toss, who are the four overseas players, Dhoni, saying Moin, Conway, Tikshna and uh, Patirana, basically. Uh, Dhoni <laughs> just doesn't change things. Uh, the, 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 only, the only 
couple of points that like I'll be a bit, I mean, worried about if I were CSK is one is like, will Rahane come back uh, in the same nick that he was last year? Rahane was a big plus last year. I mean, we are all making fun of that particular pick last season, but he ended up being such a big positive. So whether he will be able to deliver something similar, but otherwise it looks like quite a solid side. Samir Rizvi, there are like massive things being said about him. So uh, looks like a serious talent. So yeah, I'm I'm given those conditions. Uh, I I I fancy CSK a lot this year. Tariq, why do you like CSK this year? I I actually do so that was that is why I had jumped the gun and, and talked about CSK when we were still on Mumbai Indians. Uh, the reason being, I think again they they had a clever auction. Uh, I think them they wanted to land uh, Rajin Ravindra, which they which they did uh, gives them potential all round uh, options. Although we are not sure how uh, how well developed a, a T Twenty cricketer he is, uh, but. Given the the conditions in in Chennai and given what we saw of him during the uh, during the ODI World Cup, also uh, it does seem like somebody who might uh, get used to these conditions pretty quickly, and his uh, bowling might also also come in handy. So uh, I'm not sure how much they're going to use him, though. Uh, like uh, uh, like Bamu said, that uh, Dhoni is not not one for uh, tinkering around uh, quite a lot, but at the same time, uh, I think with with a Samir Rizvi, uh, uh, Samir probably comes in, um, and and uh, this is where I would uh, need your opinion also, which is that does he come in in place of uh, a, a, somebody like Rahane, or do they uh, reject the the? No, it'll be for Raidu. It'll be for Raidu. They'll use him the same way they used Raidu last year in. No, but the Raidu spot is gone. No, the Raidu spot is. Um... Is called. so, so the way I see it is, uh, I'm not very pleased with how uh, CSK went in the auction. I think they got a lot of players who are backups, um, in my mind. Like Ravindra is a backup for Conway, um, mm-hmm. Daryl Mitchell. I don't, I mean, you cannot call someone a 60 crore a backup, but he's a backup in, in case you know, uh, Moin Ali's stock. Um, isn't looking too good, and right now Moiner is looking like a backup of Mitchell, at least based on recency bias. Uh, and then they got um, uh, the Fizz, who's a backup for Patirana. Uh, so yeah, they got backups like that is how I see it. The the pro they had a big hole with Raidu going out, uh, and instead of getting someone there, they've just moved everyone up one spot, right? So you have Gaikwad, Conway, Rahane. And yeah, Sami and then uh, Darren Mitchell, Shubham, Shivam Dubey, and I think Rizvi is a backup for Shivam Dubey because they're both big hitters. Um, Jadeja, Dhoni, and so instead of that one spot for uh, Raidu, everyone moves up, and now you have Shardul Thakur who comes in, which I don't, you know, understand that too much. But Shardul Thakur comes in, then you have Chahar, uh, and then the two uh, MSD, uh, un, you know, interns. In Tikshana and <laughs> Patirana, <laughs> right, and then their number twelve is they is, is a smorgasbord of players. They have Mukesh Chaudhary, Tushar Deshpande, Simarjit Singh, Hunger Geeker. You know, take your pick. One of these will play uh, in that number twelve spot. So it looks good on paper, but they just now have a long list of players who can bat rather than batters, right? So. 
जडेजा धोनी शार्दुल चहर या फोर हु कैन बैट बट दे आर नॉट द गाइज हुआ सेट यू नो योर so csk has always been the thing that one of the openers is going to get an orange cap right right from the time of matthew hayden murli vijay parthiv uh-huh. patel it's always be one of the openers will get a, will get the orange cap and faf watson that <coughs> that's continued with gaikwad and conway uh but that's where i was kind of, i was looking to see if they would fill that number 4 uh instead they just moved everyone one step up which still is not bad um but i think that that's the spot they didn't they have not filled uh and uh, they haven't sorted the death bowling because shardul takur is not bowling at the death for sure i hope so i pray so uh, and that means that you know tikshana bowls two overs at the start and then has to bowl in the death along with pathirana slash uh, mustafiz right so it's still not looking great so at home they'll do great i mean mustafiz was cutters yeah. uh, at chepok i mean batsmen will like what the hell is happening right but um, you know at wankhede or uh, you know uh gujarat and delhi and all i don't see I, i think i still think that's a problem that was a problem last year too it is still a problem they haven't fixed that issue that's where i'm not very happy um for me csk is probably like fifth and waiting for someone to screw up to make the uh, final four they they are outside the final four for me and hoping on someone else making a mistake like last year also it was they were not the best team to make the final four but then you know you had other teams screwing up which kind of let them go i think that's where they are this year as well but uh, max in their defense i don't think like i mean there was a raidu replacement available at the auction right i mean you had just karun yeah. nair and like manish pandey i was uh, hoping I think, they don't get manish pandey so i, was, so I think I, <laughs> the first thing i woke up in the morning i opened my phone no manish pandey i was very happy <laughs> so i think i think they've done their best given what was available at the auction which again goes back to a point i was making i don't think like i mean i, I think many franchises have just come into this auction saying that like there's not a lot of indian talent available so yeah yeah uh, i think ultimately that that has been the theme by the way we interrupt this podcast recording for a very important update from mumbai australia are all out for 261 india needs 75 in the fourth innings to win mm-hmm. Yeah, so I have again jinxed the Australian team today. <laughs> well, this is a jinx we would like. So this is a more of a happy jinx. From there, uh, let's talk about a team that I think looks decent. Uh, but again, there are, I would say they're around along with Chennai in that all may make the final four may not make the final four and talking about delhi uh they had some interesting buys this time uh it's a team that has seven wicket keeping options i think uh because there's yeah. a sca- yeah. <laughs> there's a rumor that pant might play but may not keep wickets so they just have gone and bought anyone who can wear gloves uh so i don't know how that makes sense but they still have a pretty good um uh, team the way i look at it uh they let go of roman powell and filled that with harry brook um which i think is not a very bad decision uh it's kind of okay uh the, so it still depends upon how warner and shaw what type of season they have because shaw was not there last season so last season they were missing shaw they were missing pant and that's where i think they landed somewhere else but this time shaw probably comes back 
um you know he sorts his mental demons and pant can bat if not at least keep that team does look good like warner shaw marsh pant brook and akshar right that is a pretty good and i think that number 7 is what that slightly suspect with that lalit yadav and um uh, or maybe kumar kushagra i don't know someone like that in that number 7 uh is an untested you know, kind of a thing but then again bowling looks good right they have mukesh now who's with with all his india experience is coming really in kuldeep has had a fabulous year yeah. he's there andrek nyorke maybe maybe may not be at least lungi ingidi will play if not for him um and then they have khalil so that is looking like a pretty decent bowling attack so if the openers show up uh and depending on what type of season rishabh has yeah they're also right there at fifth i would say waiting for someone in the top four to slip up uh what do you think vamu i think uh, i mean they would be my dark horses of the ipl right now i don't have them in the top four uh, but i think they just need too many things to come together in my view warner's form is also something i'm not like very sure of these days shaw after all that has been after all he's been through over the last 15 18 months expect him to come and have a gun ipl may not be on mitch marsh will be key but i think mitch marsh is the one cricketer in all of cricket who remains fit for the entire cricketing calendar outside of the ipl but only gets injured during the ipl with every other cricketer it's the other way around basically uh i'm not sure about brook over uh, ravman pal ravman pal i think has had a very good last 6 9 months to be honest brook at number 5 number 6 in these conditions i'm not like very sure but again that comes from ganguly and ponting they like classic players basically so yeah i mean i don't have them in the top 4 at this juncture the one player whom i am really looking forward to they picked up a guy called sumit kumar uh, he is a seam bowling all rounder has been like really good as a finisher and as a bowler uh, in domestic cricket many tout him to be uh the next hardik pandya so he is somebody i am really looking forward to watch basically yeah i think that's the number 7 right whether they want a fast uh, fast bowling all rounder or spinning all rounder so it's either lalit yadav or sumit kumar who probably play in that number 7 for them uh tarik bhai are you, are you liking delhi i i'm always confused about delhi because most of the seasons i watched them they've always had um you know some amount of lopsidedness in probably the team composition so it's kind of very hard to make out uh, the 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 style of cricket that you would expect from them uh, you are right that they are uh, currently in the current form uh, if their openers fire they would be in a in a terrific position i'm not entirely sure about the uh, about like i said the the number 6 number 7 is where things kind of become a little hazy i think three people who hold the key uh, one is definitely aksar uh, who's i think highly underrated that way uh that he could be uh, a, a match winner both ways of course he is an all-rounder um and the other x factor could be kuldeep yadav because uh, the key key uh change from let's say the last ipl to now being that the the matches and the form that kuldeep had has had in in between like in, even in south africa also he looked in terrific touch he was fantastic in the world cup and uh the revival kind of started from the asia cup so if he carries that on then um 
I think I I would mostly agree with Vamu's uh, assessment here that this is again uh, borderline. They're up there in the top top five maybe. Uh, whether or not they make it uh, in the top four is a question of some permutations and combination falling together. So let's look at the number of wicket keepers Delhi has. Okay, <laughs> this is going to be interesting. <laughs> Rishabh Pant. Um, then they have Kumar Kushagra. Abhishek Porel, Ricky Bui, and Shea Hope. Shea so Hope, yeah. five keepers. <laughs> they they even have uh, so on the on the official list. I think they even have Tristan Stubbs also listed as a. Oh, keeper. Tristan Stubbs yeah. also technically a keeper. <laughs> so yes, six keepers in that case. I yeah, yeah. The, one of their keepers is in, is a trouble, so they have six keepers now. Um, because I think Abhishek Porel uh, kept when Rishabh Pant was out last year, and that's where I think they suffered because. You know, he was not. There was not getting much in terms of batting and all of that, but yeah, there could be dark horses like Vamu said. Uh, it's a very interesting eleven, but for now, I would say out of the top, out of the top four for sure. A team that's definitely making the top four, however, and now in my books, but um, you know, Vamu might not think so, and I don't know about you. Uh, is the Rajasthan team. They didn't have to do much in the auction. Uh, they just got uh, Roman Powell uh, in uh, into the team. Yeah. And I think they got backup for um, uh, Butler in uh, Tom Kohler, Cadmore. And I think they picked up uh, Nandre Berger as a backup for uh, Trent Bolt. Right? And then on the same day, Berger, Nandre Berger picked three wickets um, right. you know, in that India match. They picked him up uh, in there. Um, so that team uh, is highly dependent upon one individual uh, who is the entire balance of that team. Uh, apparently had a pretty good uh, SMAT trophy. Uh, but yeah, I mean, because that's that's how RR has been. They have been a six and five team, right? And everything then comes down to balance of just one individual. I mean, you can have all the money to spend on the Butlers and the Bolts and the Ashwins and the... Samsons of the world or the Chahals and the uh, Hetmeyers, but one person holds the key, right? And the fortunes of this team depend on this one person. They even move games to his home stadium just so that he can they can make sure he gets into form. Talking about <laughs> Rian Parag and uh, his banger of a domestic season that he's had. Vamo, please tell us about that. So Rian Parag, I mean. To be honest, like till a couple of seasons back, I used to rate him very highly. I mean, I thought like he was the next big big thing coming through. But like he's generally underwhelmed uh, in the IPL, to be honest. Uh, hopefully that changes this year. Uh, he's a brilliant fielder also. Uh, and it's like, I mean, I, as you had anticipated, I have a slightly different perspective about RR. Uh, I think they are possibly a team on the wing. Uh, Trent Bolt hasn't really been like pulling trees over the last year in any format of the game. They have added like Avesh and Prasid. I mean, that troika of fast bowlers, I mean, they are all internationals, yes, but uh, it's not something that like is going to be economical across conditions for me. So that's where I think their hole continues to be. Uh, I'm also concerned that Hetmeyer has 
gone totally off the boil. Uh, he's now out of the West Indies team as well. So they were heavily dependent on Hetmeyer last season. Butler also, I mean, whether he has another 600 plus IPL season, I'm not so sure. So, I mean, a lot of players who have been off the boil in the last one year, a lot of critical players for them. So I don't like have them in the top four for me uh, at this juncture. But like a team that definitely does look good on paper. Yeah, because this is the team that has five international bowlers, um, uh, you know, bowling for them. That mm. no team can boast of that. Every team has has a couple of domestic players, uncapped players, uh, and all that. But they have five international bowlers on the roster uh, in the in that playing eleven uh, plus Riyan Parag. So uh, yeah, it, it, it is on if if they if they if they show up, this team is going to you know probably make even like the final two or something but like vamu said if they show up is 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 a huge if um because butler jaiswal samson powell hetmeyer rian um and then their number 7 actually who did pretty well last year was dhruv jurel um, yeah. uh, he did well and then you have the uh, greatest uh, youtuber slash um, um off spinner <laughs> in the world uh, ashwin avesh uh, vamu's favorite prasid uh, Bolt and Chahal, right? So that's looking like a pretty decent team. And like I said, they have backups for uh, Trent Bolt and Butler in case things don't look good. Um, they also have Kuldeep Sain, who I think was is pretty quick. Um, he hasn't got too many games. With Avesh coming in, I think that kind of seals his season because I think otherwise I thought he was going to uh, make the... Um, but then they also have... They have a bunch of bowlers. Navdeep Saini, Sandeep Sharma. So... They have options if any of Avesh or um, you know Prasad uh, don't do well, um, and then uh, in case Hetmeyer isn't doing well, I think Donovan Ferreira uh, he had a pretty good uh, SA twenty, so um, he is there. So they have options. Um, whether they all come together or not, I don't know. But at least on paper, that playing eleven um, looks pretty good. I mean, they have eleven in. Inter- 10 international players, Dhruv Jorel being the only, you know, one. But otherwise, they have 10 international players um, in their starting level. Not many teams can boast of that, uh, except Mumbai Indians. So, from hey, there... did Riyan Parag become an international? Riyan Parag <laughs> is played? the next Gary Sobers, boss. You don't know that. <laughs> Everyone has told him, apparently, he's the next Gary Sobers. <laughs> Gary Sobers is international. So, Riyan Parag is also international. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I think uh, Avesh Khan coming in is one of the uh, one of the more interesting bits because that that also again adds adds to their bowling. We did not even mention Adam Zampa, uh, who's I'm um, clearly we're looking at as a backup uh, to maybe a Chahal. Uh, no, they, so... Adam Zampa gets one game a season. He plays at Chennai, right? They picked him just <laughs> for a one game. He won right. them the game at Chennai too, right? So that's the only reason he's in the team. No, I, th- I think the the only equation that has changed is Anzampa this time is uh, given his uh, given his World Cup performance, he seems to have uh, improved quite a bit. So I'm not sure if they might be tempted. Um, I sure might be, uh, although my obviously my understanding is limited. But I sure might be tempted to uh, to play him in, in more than one game this time. Uh, I'll definitely play him in Chennai and then like yeah. look for another one or two places. Ek- Ekana maybe Ekana or KKR, yeah. um, you know, one of those. Uh, 
places like like last year uh, ekana and chepak were the only two places where the ball was turning um Col- eden where you would expect the ball to turn did not <laughs> uh there was a huge uh, controversy with uh, you know eden gardens um, the kkr captain going and saying we're not getting the pitches we want and every other team gets the pitches they want except uh, us uh-huh. at eden you know, there's one big you know lafra happening between cab and kkr and um, you know i don't know what's happening there but that's uh, our uh, next team where you know last year they had a horrendous season but they were without their uh, captain so shreya sayer comes back into the team uh, i think that automatically strengthens them but they also had a very weird auction again i don't the i don't like to talk about the money right the money whether someone goes for 20 or 24 that's just auction dynamics and that's how how people had money to spend you could give so that's that's okay i more question what's the role you're trying to slot right what is comins trying to fill at srh or same way what are you expecting that stark will give you um when he's going to play seven games at eden right those are the things i question and i don't get answers for i've been searching and searching no one's been able to tell me like everyone's like, oh he went for 24 crores like okay yes you know so what but what is he going to do like what skill are you looking for okay cummins probably can bat and you know he i think he has a 14 ball or 15 ball uh, 50 uh, in the yeah, ipl for uh, kolkata then yeah for kolkata against mumbai i think um so it is you know there is something there like he's a number 8 batter what does stark give you um you know i, I just don't and it's, it's not like he's like a trent bolt who you know in 14 games he's going to get at least 10 first over wickets or something it's not like that so i don't know what he's going to give you and why you are trying to get him in the team and uh, as a result of all the money that you've kind of spent you now have you have hemorrhaged all your money now you didn't have enough to go get other people so and also the makeup of the team doesn't make much sense to me either um because they had a keeper problem last year uh they tried fixing it i don't know if um getting ks bharat is the answer to their problems but right now they only have two keepers in the team there is gurbaz or there is uh ks bharat right that's the only two yeah, keepers yeah. they have um and i'm guessing gurbaz will they will start with gurbaz which means that uh, jason roy cannot play jason roy mind you had a was the lone shining good good thing about them last season he cannot play if gurbaz has to play because russell narain and now stark has to play again <laughs> you know you can't leave 24 crores on the bench right so your most valuable asset has to play so three spots are gone which means gurbaz has to play jason roy cannot play or if jason roy has to play gurbaz cannot play but then you have to play bharat it's it's a huge mess uh and then shreya sayer nitish rana venkatesh sayer kind of make that top 6 the bowling is what i actually like because even last year the you know the spin of varun chakravarty narain and then that headband guy uh suyash right suyash sharma um, that was a that was probably one of the better things about last year um and uh, they've added stark now maybe he'll give them a few new ball wickets and then they got uh, you know and then rinku singh right rinku singh was the best thing as an uncapped player he set the stage on fire now he's an india cap he scored an international 
he is going to be there. So more than Russell, I think bowlers are going to be, you know, scared of Rinku Singh walking out. And imagine saying that sentence. Bowlers are scared of Rinku Singh walking out and not Andre Russell. Like what a number five and number six to have in your team. But um, I just don't see the balance there. Um, Tariq Bhai, what do you think? I, I think Kolkata's tendency has usually been that they win games where they absolutely uh, <laughs> blow opposition away or, uh, you know, um, they, they. I do not recall a lot of KKR games where, you know, things have been uh, very tight or evenly matched and they have sort of come out, uh, you know, winners at the end. So, so it'll it'll probably depend on these whirlwind performances that they get from, you know, whether it's a... Uh, Somebody like Erin Singh or uh, someone up the uh, up the order, even like a uh, Gurbaz, in fact, who who can on his day uh, probably play like a like a blinder. They had, I think, Pat Cummins to thank the last time when he got that uh, uh, blitzing fifty. Uh, so, so that remains that remains their issue, I think, in terms of uh, a particular template of cricket that they can play or not, uh, and and find out their. Uh, basically, that that winning combination. So I'm not sure. I can't from the team now. I can't really see where where that comes from because with a lot of the other teams, you can see and you know uh, that there is a specific kind of uh, cricket that you expect from them, and and maybe there is some truth to the gripe about them them not getting the wickets that they want. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's kind of unfair. It's kind of unfortunate as well. But that's what I was thinking, right? Gurbaz actually is not the the designated keeper in the Afghanistan team either. Right, um, he doesn't yeah. keep. He can keep. So I don't know how is he going to keep to Narayan, Chakravarti, and Suyash. Um, so yeah, the balance is just not there. I mean, they on paper, if, yeah, if you think Gurbaz, uh, Ayer, uh, um, Shreyas, Nitish, Russell, Rinku, um, yeah, that's that's a good top six. But yeah. Uh, the best things, like I said last year, were Rinku Singh and then the two domestic bowlers in Harshit Rana and Weber Varora. Uh, but with Stark coming in, one of them will have to sit. Um, cannot, no, they can't play both. So one of Harshit or Weber will play. Uh, but uh, Vamu, how do you think? I, I think KKR is in the bottom half. Uh, do you agree? So they have got Gambhir. I think the one role Gambhir has is to fight with the groundsman to get the <laughs> wicket of his choice, basically. I think that's the, that's, the, that's the main like job description that Gautam Gambhir has. If KKR is able to provide wickets like we know Kolkata can lay out and you look at that spin attack, I think you are looking at a type of cricket very similar to what Chennai will play, basically, where they are going to just stifle you with their spinners. Uh, I I mean, again, I've been saying over and over again, like we should just forget the mini auction and the prizes they have paid. If Kolkata get the wickets they want here, you could possibly look at a bowling attack which reads Suyash, Narayan, Varun Chakravarti and Mujibul Rahman. Yeah, and like Mitch Stark sitting on the bench, basically. So, I, but then I mean, Bharat has to keep if those four are bowling. I mean, <laughs> I don't think I don't think they will mind that if it's like one twenty, one forty games, and they've got just the type of batsmen like Shreyas, Nitish, Rinku, all are like good players of spin as well. So, 
I I think I mean if they are able to get those wickets, they are going to be up there basically, and I think they will get those wickets this year. They also got Ramandeep Singh. Um, yeah, he, he was with Mumbai, I think. Right, they got him, yeah. um, and they got Sakaria, uh, who if you're on a sticky wicket, um, yeah. him coming left arm is very much like a Mustafizur kind of a, a bowler on a sticky wicket. So they have Sakaria. So yeah, if they get the wickets, maybe that's why they got Gambir, right? Gambir and KKR is the love story, you know that. Uh, is there uh, the only guy who could silence, uh, you know, who could take it up to Dhoni uh, because it's his favorite, uh, you know, team and player. Uh, so the Gambir versus Dhoni, KKR was a CSK, uh, you know, that was a thing before CSK Mumbai became a thing, right? So, um, yeah, uh, it's it's interesting. Also, they picked up Manish Pandey in case, uh, you know, Venkatesh Iyer or Nitish Rana, one of them, you know, is not having a great tournament. So, they picked up Manish Pandey. Also, uh, you know, an ex-KKR guy during the Gambir years. So, that's also another reunion happening there. Uh, yeah, I think it's... I, I just still don't see that team making it through. Uh, and again, if Stark gets injured, they have Gus Atkinson uh, in there. But, um, yeah, for... Unless they can, you know, get the get the tracks they want, and Gambir kind of, you know, uh, you know, can get them to play a brand of cricket they they used to play back in the day, you know, defending one forties and things like that. You know, when Narain was the the purple cap uh, and all that. Right? We'd, we'd we'd have to turn the clock back a decade uh, if, if for the Calcutta that um, you want to see. But if you can see that, then yeah. It'll be interesting, but I I still see them at the at the in the bottom half, along with their friends from Bangalore, Hyderabad, uh, and Punjab and Delhi. Yeah, so I'm making a bold call right away. Uh, hopefully, I'll be wrong, and then they'll, you know, Nitin will copy paste this segment and play it again. <laughs> uh, you know, in the week of the playoffs, but I think. Um, it's Gujarat, Mumbai, Lucknow, and Rajasthan with CSK waiting to sneak in in case Rajasthan or one of these guys screw up. But that's my call. Uh, Tariq Bhai, what do you think? Uh, I would agree with three of your picks, I think. Uh, I'm not entirely sure about Rajasthan, so I would probably place Chennai marginally ahead of them. Uh, in fact, I would uh, just look at the mirror of the scenario, which is that uh, it's it's Rajasthan who might be waiting for somebody to screw up to try and kind of kind of sneak in, but they could be uh, a different beast in the playoffs possibly. Uh, so those those would be my picks then, uh, because I also agree that uh, particularly uh, the likes of DC KKR and all that I don't see them playing consistent enough cricket to be uh, to be able to sort of make it to the top uh, top four in in what is now an extremely competitive league. Vamu, are you the same as Tariq Bhai or do you think something different? No, I have Chennai, LSG, GT and KKR as the top four. Ooh! KKR, all right. <laughs> Local, uh, Kolkata man also doesn't have KKR in there, but you have KKR. <laughs> no, I think I think Vamu is uh, counting on uh, the Gautam Gambhir factor and the, uh, and the pitches... Uh, Favoring Kolkata yeah. should be should be interesting. Do they still have Manvinder Bisla playing for them? 
<laughs> because that is the only way uh so you know kkr of a decade below back is going to come back but uh yeah i mean you know for uh, uh kids who have no idea what i'm talking about go back and turn the scorecards manvinder bisla was the origin of the jayadrat syndrome uh that took down csk um in a final you know and then never before never again but uh, that was one day no one could stop him no one could do anything and uh, yeah we'll see maybe uh, gurbas can be that uh, bisla for them because you know he was also <laughs> the keeper um well, on that note uh, this is the folks at bnp signing off um again we're recording just before christmas so wish you all um, happy holidays uh, stay safe uh, don't go crazy with all the booze um, and the rum cake uh, over the holidays and uh, we will be back next week hopefully for a new year special episode which will also be episode 104 i think right it so should be yes yeah. yes uh, because and i have forgotten to <laughs> yeah so that will be our two year episode which will also coincide with the new year so a very special episode um i don't know who the guests are going to be but it will be special at least i'm i'm putting the hype right now we starting the hype train <laughs> so get ready for a special episode way more special than this episode uh next time until then this is max varun and tarik signing off we'll see you again keep listening on keep spotify everyone. and all your other platforms leave us a rating and let us know what let us know what you think we're on twitter or x as it's called now uh, at bmb cricket so find us there to director we have a player review can we rock and roll please